This is Hadi Sadati with the 2021 Embodied Intelligence Workshop Offline Interviews. In this episode, we hear from Dr. Andre Mendes. What is embodied intelligence? Is that achievable through the body and or brain? So I'm not sure I have a general answer, and but I can transmit intuitions that I read that I think that can be useful to answer this. Uh, I think that the, like many other abstract concepts, intelligence refers intelligence refers to material configuration that is not evident to direct perception. Uh, <clears throat> there is an idea from semiotics uh, that I I find useful. Charles Spears uh, and Joanna Raxasek-Leonardi, uh, I think they both contribute to this idea. Charles Spears underscores the concept of icon, index, and symbol, each of which in some way uh, we can think that uh, speak of a different distance between the word and the reality being described. Joanna uh, Raxasek-Leonardi builds on Pierce's theory of these two con three concepts, and she wants to underscore the relevance of the dynamic of interaction and self-organization to understand how words get their, sim their symbolic nature. Uh, the distance between an icon and its referent is much smaller, as an icon consists of two elements of perceptual similarity, the dynamics that take you from a signifier to a signifier are much more evident in space and time in an icon than an index than a symbol. And I see an interesting analogy with intelligence here. We tend to associate intelligence with an organism's ability to obtain something that it needs or wants a benefit. However, the dynamics that solve the problem could have been established across different distances over space and time and may not be evident to direct observation. As a consequence, the relation between the actions put in play and the solutions share very little resemblance. Um, and this property of not being evident to observation is related to our, our decision of characterizing a behavior as intelligent. For example, we would not say a reflex is intelligent. Uh, maybe, uh, well, maybe some might, but it's not the general idea. And I think that embodied intelligence is trying to explain and replicate the dynamics that through different time and space scales explain how a self-organizing organism solves problems relevant to its own behavior and survival. I'm sorry. Uh, we generally conceive our intelligence as unique, but I think this relates to the fact that there seems to be a huge gap between the rule that describes the environment and the rules uh, that describe our own behavior and the things we can do. Um, and this is the, uh, a consequence that our minds uh, is the result of millions of years of evolution, unique body structure and person-to-person -person interaction. What is the missing piece in understanding intelligence? So related to my previous question, I believe we need to be able to explain the interactions that through different time and space scales have led to our current behavior. I mean, this requires patience because probably the mechanisms that lead to our own current intelligence have shaped and have changed throughout the years and build upon each other in ways that might not be evident or might not make sense at all. And I think this requires our ability to think outside the organism's body and understand uh, to understand the system. It is not strictly modeling the environment and the brain body. I think uh, animals have very specific kinds of interactions with their environment through their nervous system, that these are 
on top of the physical interactions they already have just by being physical matter. Uh, and this means that to model the world, how the world affects an organism, I think we need to understand three things. One is how the world projects to the organism's sensors in real time. Another thing is how this relates to the organism's intrinsic dynamics. And I would say the third thing is how these two relate to each other and how they change. I think this does not imply what we see in biology is the only way in which intelligence can emerge. But I think that our ability to understand all this will improve our capacities to build animal-like efficient behavior. What is the most inspiring living creature from your perspective in the scope of embodied intelligence? So this is a hard question to answer because there is so much to study still about animals. Animals can have such fascinating behaviors and the more we study, the more evident this becomes. I think we generally, when we think about intelligence, we think about humans, but we know so little of the principles that explain our own intelligence that I would choose a simpler animal. Maybe where the, the principles that explain intel, intelligent behavior uh, are better understood. Uh, obviously my answer will be influenced by uh, my knowledge of the field. I can think of three possible answers. First, uh, small animals, maybe ants and bees, which despite their small size display very complex social and navigating behaviors. Second, very influenced by a paper I just read uh, on zebrafish. Zebrafish is a very interesting animal model for development and there it's being, vision is being studying in zebrafish with very interesting results. Uh, I read a paper about prey capture and to catch their prey, zebrafish has to identify small moving objects around them. And the paper tries to understand how zebrafish does this. And they show that already in larval, in, in larval stages, there are separate retinotactile pathways that arise from different retinoganglial cells in different positions of the retina, some more nasal, some, some more lateral. And these uh, two populations are sensible to different sizes uh, and two objects from different regions uh, of the world because different regions of the world project to different regions of the retina, lateral or nasal. And this as a result, uh, what, what it generates is that different regions of the tectum react differently to objects of different sizes and generate different responses, motor responses. So the solution to detect prey in zebrafish uh, is hardwired in the structure of the retina, brain and body and relates to how the world projects uh, and how the world has projected through evolution to the animal. Uh, I think uh, this is a very interesting way of, how, of thinking about how knowledge can be hardwired in the structure of a body that has been shaped by evolution. Two different pathways in the brain related to objects that project from different places of the world. Um, and third, uh, obviously I think that Another answer could be related to animals that, due to their specific sensory system, have developed very smart solutions to very difficult problems, for example, dolphins and bats. What are the challenges, limitations, and technological roadblocks for achieving embodied intelligence? So I do not have experience on trying to actually build an intelligent agent. Um, I, I think uh, it's interesting to have in mind that, that evolution has taken millions of years, uh, but as a consequence, it has built very robust agents that live in very diverse habitats and can adapt 
to a surprising level of change. Uh, I think that to solve complex problems and different changing scenarios, animals are both sensitive to change in evolutionary and developmental timescales. We do not have to replicate biological beings and we can control to some point the conditions in which our agents exist. I think that problem, solving problems under unchanging habitats is a much simpler question than what evolution has done uh, to, our, to our advantage. Uh, simulations of robots that evolve already exist. I think that if we combined that with a very deep understanding of the robot's sensors and how the world projects to their sensors as the robots move in real time, uh, so that we can give it a bit of a developmental tuning, I think we could have an interesting pathway to embodied intelligence. Um, maybe this is probably uh, easier said than done. Uh, in this conference, there might be people that have already worked about with this and tried this, and maybe they found the challenge really uh, lies elsewhere. Uh, I do believe, however, that the problem of how the world projects to the sensors on real time has been carefully studied in, an, in many sensory systems, specific animal sensory systems, but have not been seriously considered in general theories of human intelligence. And I think this relates to the following question. Can you briefly explain relevant research of yours to the concept of embodied intelligence? So how the world projects to our sensors is no trivial matter. I mean, it might seem intuitive, though. We might be talking together, and I may, might be almost sure I know what you see and, uh, and, and what you're looking at. But research uh, in infants and, and adults using hemorrhoidal eye trackers uh, show we are often not correct. The world projects into our eyes in ways that are not so evident to reason and social inference. And it does to infants in ways different than it does to adults. Uh, I think this means that we might not know as much as this, of the structure of the incoming information as we suppose we do. Uh, and I think more importantly, this means that this relationship uh, changes through our lives. Linda Smith and Chen Yu are pioneers in the quantification of the incoming information to answer developmental questions. My last research in collaboration with them, I think, shows how tightly coupled the structure of the visual input is to behavior and how this relates to infants' abilities to sustain their attention on a target. Uh, I think we are very complex organisms, uh, and I think this opens a door for developmental shaping of this input-output relationship uh, to solve basic, low-level perceptual questions. Uh, but also to solve uh, complex problems and how the organisms actively solve more complex problems like sustaining attention and as a way of generating more intelligent behavior. Because sustaining attention in infants is related to future general inhibitory processes and executive functions. Any advice for students, early career researchers interested in research on embodied intelligence? So embodied intelligence is a highly interdisciplinary field and it can become very hard if you are missing any or many of the fields you need, especially if you're not aware of it. I mean, this, this might happen because there are no people working on these fields on your lab uh, or maybe because people from different fields uh, in your lab might not be interested in the specific questions of embodied, embodied intelligence. Uh, I think that missing important disciplinary knowledge, for example, statistics, programming, 
for embodied intelligence, I think uh, can be very frustrating, especially if you actually do not have a good reference of what your level of expertise should be. Uh, I think each field has its own difficulty and nobody knows everything from scratch. Uh, I think that although it might seem like it, but no, nobody does. And uh, I think patients visiting other labs, seeing different talks online, doing online courses, uh, uh, talking to people about their own start in embodied intelligence uh, and being true to your own strength and your own your weaker spots uh, maybe are some suggestions on how how to make the pathway just a little bit more friendly thanks andre for sharing your thoughts looking forward to your presentation at the workshop also thanks to dr marva aldvini for preparing the questions